Hello and welcome to Relationship Rescue, the podcast. Every relationship begins with you. I hope you are doing well and you're happy and feeling at peace and joy and all the greatest things that you know life has to offer, that life is offering you. And remember that life is offering you what you, it is offering you based on what you feel you deserve. What you feel you are worthy of, what your thoughts say about you and the world very difficult to be um, in alignment when you are in a unhealthy, toxic relationship, marriage. Um, it, it, it sucks the life out of you. There's negativity, but mostly, more than anything, there's anxiety. Anxiety, anxiety, anxiety. Even when you're in relationship ambivalence, there's anxiety. Um, you know, so... We've talked in the past about relationship um, attachment styles, right? So there's the um, the uh, dismissive avoidant, there's the um, anxious preoccupied, the fearful avoidant, and of course there's the secure. Now, what happens is most people that have a um, secure attachment style grew up in households with a very solid foundation. What does that mean? So, nobody's life is perfect. Remember that. But they, for the most part, they their needs were met. Their healthy needs. They were seen. The child was seen, heard, um, taught how to respect and love themselves through mutual respect with their parent, with their caregiver. Um, they were given support and safety and love. They were honored. They were allowed to speak about their emotional, internal feelings. They were not discounted. They were not pushed aside. They were not their parents' parent. They did not have emotionally immature parents. The ones that are um, very narcissistic, right? The ones that fly off the handle. The ones that abandon you, that leave you, walk in and out of your life. They didn't have the passive parents that watched while possibly a, a, um, a rejecting parent was mentally and emotionally abusing the entire family while the passive parent sat by and watched because the passive parent, what, was passive and codependent, severely codependent. Um, they didn't have the helicopter parents. There's so many different... Um, aspects of what creates trauma within us and remember childhood trauma is not the events it's the, con the one single event or you know a big event it's a continuum of events that create emotions within a child that are not processed and those unprocessed emotions wreak havoc in the child's life the unprocessed emotions that are attached to the memory of the experience is what gets triggered when you're in situations. So, you know, children react differently <clears throat> to the dysfunction abuse in the household. So you have one child that is going to um, become an internalizer and another child that's gonna become an externalizer. And a lot of the times I see the internalizers and the externalizers in the same family. Well, most of the time actually. And you can be a combination of an internalizer and an externalizer. But, you know, um, one of the things that we do as children and when we're in these, these very um, 
emotionally abusive environments is we start, you know, having fantasies about um, basically that somebody is going to come to save us, that um, somebody is going to actually love us, that we are, we're not going to be in this place forever. So what, what what that means is so if you if you if you took out a piece of paper say go take about if you can grab a piece of paper and put healing fantasy in the other um, role self okay so what I want you to do is let's I want to I'm we're gonna we're gonna I want you to identify what your healing fantasy is so this is gonna really help you understand why you are attracted to the toxic relationships besides, you know, obviously the childhood wounding, but this it's a fantasy. It's attached to a fantasy. So let's go. Question number one. Okay. I wish other people were more blank. What do you wish other people were more of? Now I want you to ask yourself that as, an, as a child. When you were a child, what did you wish other people were more of? Do you know? You do. Trust me. Um, what, and now next question, number two, why is it so hard for people to blank? Why is it so hard for people to love, be kind? What is the, what, whatever, fill in the blank. Number three, for a change, I would love someone to treat me like fill in the blank. How do you want somebody to treat you? Maybe one of these days I'll find someone who will... Who will what? What do you want them to do? What did you want your parents to do? This is all fantasy, right? This is your fantasy. In an ideal world with good people, other people would. What would other people do? What would other people do? Okay, so that is what you fantasize about. The person you want, okay? Um, the the mother you might have wanted the father you might have wanted the whatever it is now we are actually going to go on to who are you okay now i want you to when i when i give you the question or the, or the statement i want you to write down or think about the first thing that comes to your mind ready there's five okay Five statements. I try hard to be. What do you try hard to be? The main reason people like me is because I. Other people don't appreciate appreciate how much I. I always have to be the one who. I've tried to be the kind of person who. Okay, so after you've answered these questions, part one, the fantasy, self, part two, the role, who you are, the self, I want you to use the words and ideas from these responses and write two short descriptions, one for your healing fantasy and one for your role, self, of self. 
Okay, so what you're going to find out is these descriptions are going to reveal your secret ideas about how other people should change in order to make you feel valued and how you think you must behave to feel loved. Ding, ding, ding! Ding, ding, ding! I want you to write the paragraph and I want you to look at it and I want you to read it. See, what? So, after that, I want you to write a short little summary about what it's been like trying to get others to change and how has it felt to play this role that you've described yourself in in this exercise, right? So, do you want to keep these fantasies and roles or are you ready to explore? and express your true individuality, who you are. If you're ready to live, you know, more within your true self, then obviously yeah, everything I do can help you. <laughs> but I do have good news. I've actually, um, oh, it's like so exciting. It's coming out in a couple days, but the most amazing breakup divorce course and then teaching you how to allow the one in it's just I can't it's coming soon because I need people to stop living the fantasy and a false self so I'm going to repeat the thing the questions about how you um, identify your healing fantasy and your role of self so healing fantasy I wish other people were more blank. What? Why is it so hard for people to blank? For a change, I would like someone to treat me like blank. Maybe one of these days I find I will find somebody who will. Hmm. In an ideal world with good people, other people would blank. Okay. So now we're gonna. You are now going to. These are the the questions, statements, actually that you know that um involve you self i try hard to be the main reason people like me is because i pff, other people don't appreciate how much i pff, i always have to be the one who pff, i've tried to find the kind of person who boom okay so now when you've been dealing with in a, you were in childhood that was emotionally challenging to say the least remember you're internalizing, internalizing, internalizing. But there are two coping styles. One is the internalizer, one is the externalizer. So internalizers are mentally active. They love to learn things. They try to solve problems. They're sensitive. They try to understand the cause and effect of things. Um, but they also believe they can make things better by trying harder, right? Um, they have a lot of anxiety for feeling guilty when they displease others. And they have a huge fear of imposter syndrome. Um, they're overly self-sacrificing, and they become resentful of how they do, how much they do for each for other people. But they also want to learn. That's the thing about if you're listening to this podcast right now, you are probably an internalizer, or you have had an external. You're an externalizer that can't take it anymore. You can't take it because externalizers are really children. They take action before they think about things. They're very reactive, very impulsive. Um, they're not self-reflective. They blame other people's circumstances. Um, life is a process of trial and error, but they do not use their mistakes to learn. Okay, they're the, they're the, um, the 
I know what the consequences, I'll deal with the consequences later. It's like the kid, the child, you say, hey, you can't have that lollipop. If you have that lollipop, mommy's going to be very mad, okay? But the child, what does the child think? Hmm, I don't give a shit. I see that lollipop. I want that lollipop. Give me that lollipop. I'll deal with her consequences later. Obviously, he or she does not know that's what they're doing, but they quickly grab the lollipop, lick it and lick it and lick it, and then eat it, crunch it. Oh, yum, this is the best fucking lollipop I've ever had. Oh my God, it's worth it. And they're here, there they are, standing with the stick, and mom comes around the corner. I told you not to eat that lollipop. It's time to pay the piper. But they didn't care because they really enjoyed that lollipop. Now that's as a child. But as an adult, when you ignore the consequences for instant gratification, you are in trouble. Okay? Um, so externalizers are very attached to the notion that things need to change. In the outside world, not within them, if other people would give them what they want, the problems would be solved. You know, a lot of self-defeating coping styles. Um, you know, this has been, uh, you know, you're, you're the alcohol, the drugs, um, food. Um, you know, the self-image is horrible, low self-confidence. Or you have a very big sense of um, inflated superiority. Uh, the externalizer needs a lot of external soothing, which is um, creates a very big source of anxiety if they are cut off from exter external sources that their security depends upon. So their biggest relationship problems, obviously, are being attracted to impulsive people and being overly dependent on others for support and stability. So think about the person that you feel can quickly move on from a relationship, that never really loved you, that has cheated, um, had somebody in the background and stuff, and um, which is a codependent on the very narcissistic side. Did they ever love me, Heather? How could they just have somebody just like, what the heck is that? And they can easily detach. They can easily, um, if they're a full-blown narcissist, no, they didn't love you, right? But here's the thing. If they're a codependent with narcissistic tendencies and stuff, how can they do that? It's because their security depends upon having an external source of somebody Supporting them, taking care of them emotionally, possibly financially, mentally, everything. They can't do it alone. So internalizers will suffer consciously, um, but their tendency to blame themselves basically has this, it's kind of like a silver lining, lining because it, it's, um, it's eliciting, you know, reassurance and support from others. But in contrast, the externalizers engage in behaviors that often exasperate and anger others. Okay? So when they need help, um, others are like, yeah, no, keep your distance. Okay? But internalizers will um, suffer in silence. 
and they will continue to look like they're just fine, but even though they're breaking down inside. And a lot of people don't offer internalizers assistance. Why? Because nobody realizes they need it. Externalizers create a vicious cycle of self-defeat, right? So um, they tend to elicit punishment and rejection. Where the well-behaved internalizer, um, they do not uh, force their opinions. They don't act out their anxiety, their pain. Um, what it, it, what a uh, internalizer will do is they'll distract themselves, right? But but what happens is eventually the distractions don't work. The workaholic the um you know uh, the perfectionist the ocd but when externalizers have to face the consequences of their um impulsivity they're so vulnerable to strong and, and very brief feelings of shame and failure um that they want they have to avoid it they need to avoid the um the, those feelings so rather than wondering um how or you know Possibly, can they change? No, 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 no. This leads them into a vicious cycle of what? Impulsivity followed by feelings of failure that, you know, that prompt more impulsivity. So what happens is externalizers repeatedly feel brief bursts of self, low self-worth and a sense of being bad. Now, what do they do to avoid total self-hatred? Well, they rid themselves of shame by blaming others and making excuses. And it does not win them much sympathy. Except maybe their fellow externalizers. <laughs> so they often, guess what? End up alone without the emotional support. So what do they have to do? They have to move to another person. To find it. More people, more friends, more family. Take, take, take. What can you give to me? Now, remember, siblings can come leave childhood as internalizers, externalizers. One or the other, you know, their combos and stuff. But guess who gets together? The internalizer and the externalizer in relationships. See, it's the same as the codependent. With the codependent slash narcissist. The codependent with the narcissist. The anxious preoccupied with the dismissive avoidant, although the dismissive avoidant is not, obviously, um, they have a very capacity to love. But anyways, that's how it works. We always end up with the opposite type of style, attachment style, or externalizer or internalizer. And you then get seeped in, sucked in, and stuck in the cyclical cycle of that is blowing up your entire life. So what does that mean? What does that mean? That means we have to stop the cycle and heal. Okay? Um... Yeah, we're just going to keep going on this the rest of the month. I love you. I care. You are amazing. Look out in the next uh, couple podcasts for the link to the course. Like, you're going to. It's so insane. I've just, I've, whoa. 
this is a, it, the course is literally taking almost everything I've ever taught to get over a breakup or a divorce but also I'm going to teach you simultaneously how to allow the one you desire in what yes yes I'm so excited okay have a great day a great evening um wherever you are know that you are loved you are worthy you are enough goodbye